The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. This is not April the 1st, uh, but what follows might sound a bit like an April Fool. Um, the Committee on Social Protection is going to publish a report today scrutinising government plans to put in place an auto-enrolment scheme for pensions. So far, so good. But among the key recommendations of the committee following its pre-legislative scrutiny of the bill is that the lower age limit for auto-enrolment be reduced from 23 years of age to 16. Now, as we heard yesterday, you can't drive at 16. We know you can't vote at 16. You can't marry until you're 18. But the committee wants you to start saving for your pension at 16. Ah, That's what they are saying. Anyway, to talk about whether or not this is a good idea, I'm joined by Colette Bennett, Economic and Social Analyst with Social Justice Ireland, uh, by Alex Rowley, who's a first-year college student, and by uh, Carol Brick, uh, who is Managing Director of HerMoney.ie. Good morning and welcome to you all. Uh, so, who shall we go to first uh, to, to parse this idea? Uh, well, perhaps Colette, we'll go to you. What do you think? Um, well, I suppose for those who are in a position to make private contributions, the age that that begins, you know, as earlier than as possible is great. For a replacement to a state pension system, it's a very poor idea. And not alone is it a poor idea, it's actually completely unnecessary. So it's driven by this idea that the state pension is going to be unmanageable in the years to come, that the cost is going to be just so unwieldy. But that's actually not the case. So the Commission on Pensions, they published their report uh, a couple of years ago. And what they said was that between 2019 and 2050, the, the cost of providing a state pension was going to increase by about 4.1 percentage points, um, about 4.1 percent of, of GNI star. That's basically your modified gross national income. Um, and we've already seen, and there's a lot of coverage on this, that this year alone, the general government surplus is about 3.5% of GNI star. So the money is within the system. And even without the, the windfall taxes that we're seeing, the windfall corporation taxes in particular, we'd still have a surplus of about 1.5%. Okay, but so let's, let's, I mean, you can, you're absolutely bamboozling me with your numbers yeah. uh, there about what uh, is doable and what's not doable. I'm more thinking about the principle of the thing. Kids who are still in school in theory, um, maybe working for a summer job, or those who don't stay in school, they're allowed to leave at 16, get a job somewhere, maybe they're apprentices, that uh, they should auto-enroll enroll in a pension before they're old enough to drive. Do you know, yeah, I mean, I, I it's the principle it's, I'm, I'm interested in discussing. The, the nuts and bolts, you know, what did posterity ever do for me kind of thing is the way a lot of people think about pensions. Uh, but, but that idea that at 16 you kind of teach people the ethics of saving. I mean, we in Social Justice Ireland would be very much in favour of greater financial literacy in schools. We think it should start at primary level and all of those good things about savings and bank accounts and loans and all of that. But this goes far beyond that. This is looking to to school children, to people with part-time jobs, to take money from that that low-paid part-time job. And it's very concerning that the recommendation is to to remove the minimum threshold of 20,000 a year. Um, 
and to provide for what is an unnecessary uh, addition to the state pension. The money is already there for the state pension. This is is unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but and no, it is, I mean, into people's Colette, current the, the, you know, the idea for a future. The idea that the st- state pension will always be comfortable to live on, people will argue it's not comfortable to live on at the moment in a high inflation era. So uh, what they're actually saying is that there are some people who are blessed by having a an occupational pension and the state pension and they do well and those who don't have an occupational pension don't do as well having to depend entirely on the state pension so the idea is that you'd have two pensions you'd be you know having your your auto enrollment one and you'd have whatever the state could afford to give you at the time and that would make for a more comfortable old age that's the theory Well, if we think about what the pension was meant to do, it was to provide for a reasonable standard of living for people in older age who didn't have accommodation costs or who had very low accommodation costs because they were paying a differential rent to a local authority. Um, That is out the window now. We're seeing an increase in older people um, who are in the rental sector. They have higher costs and the cost of everything, the cost of living has increased. So there does need to be a proper and adequate conversation around the state pension and the adequacy of that. But in, in addition to what we're doing with the, the housing system and, and what that needs to look like into older age. Let's be realistic here, uh, Colette. Let's, let's be realistic. At 16, now the pension retirement age is 66 at the moment, so that gives them 50 years to think about all the things you're talking about. The pension age, by the time they get to 66, is probably going to be 72, 73. That's the reality as people live longer and more healthily and so on. So the idea at the tender age of 16, you've just done your junior cert and you've been asked to save for your pension before you've managed to save for your first e-scooter. Um <laughs> Anyway, look, I'll go to, to Alex. Uh, Alex uh, Rowley is a first-year college student. What do you think of this idea, Alex? At 16, I was barely thinking about my leaving cert and never mind <laughs> my pension. So I can't see uh, the... I can't see Personally, I can't see the benefit. I don't think... I think at 16, we're just don't even think about your adulthood. Enjoy those couple of years while you have them. I mean, as you said there, we're not even allowed to drive in this country at 16. You know, 17 is the minimum age you can get into a car. So there's no point about in thinking about a pension. And on top of that, you know, if you're 16 and if you have a job, chances are you're only working during the summer. So you have three months of the year max to make the money that you want to, you know, have a few bob to spend with your friends. So, so you're not going to give 5% or whatever it might be. Not at 16, you know, and if, if they want to bring it down to, if 23 maybe is a good age for it, or if they want to bring it down, you know, I'd be happy to contribute now, but not everybody is in a good financial situation. They're in college, you know, seven days, six, sorry, five days a week. And they've no time to get a job to be able yeah. to su- suffice. That whole that question of financial literacy, that it, it might help in some way focus the mind. What do you think of that idea? I mean, do you get any of that in school? Yeah, I mean, we did in my school, but it was an opt in thing, really. I mean, we we, we, we had a bank that came in and they, we did a school bank and I actually was part of it. And we give out debit cards and we taught people about the importance of money. That's very important. And I would be 100 percent for that. But the idea that you are automatically opted in to, do, to, to pay towards a pension, I don't think is going to do a whole lot even to f- teach about financial literacy. It's, yeah. I think the theory of it and the theory of opening an account and putting it in yourself and having your own willpower to save money yourself is a much more important now, I idea. Want, I want to ask you, you know, because you have deductions, you know, when you pay your, your tax and mm. at the USC, if, you're, if you earn enough to pay the USC mm. and the PRSI and so on. 
what was your reaction when you got your first paycheck and you saw what they took from you? Yeah, it was a bit of a shock to the system, a little bit of a shock to the system. But thankfully, I'd been putting away money since I started working full time anyway. So it wasn't a complete jolt, which, you know, and I think we should be learning more about how much of your wages will actually be taken in school, you know, when you get out of school, uh, rather than this idea of of just deciding to save for a pension that you're not going to see the benefits of, as you said, for another 50 years, if not more. Yeah. So my reaction, uh, I was a little bit shocked, but at the same time, I thought, well, this is the reality. I'm going to have to get on with this for the rest of my life. So um, Some of the texts coming there. in, a pension payment at 16, too many desk jockeys spending too much time trying to peel even more cash from taxpayers rather than using current funds efficiently. How about working to make services actually serve us rather than just becoming a source of endless waiting lists? That's uh, from Kelly. Um, 16 is the age when many kids start earning money in summer jobs, etc. No harm in getting them used to saving for their old age but making it compulsory would be the hump that turned the horse into the unintended camel. Pensions 16 year olds only get paid 70% of the minimum wage and the full minimum wage not paid until kids are 20 years of age and now they want to take pensions from them. Uh, Can someone explain why? If I work every day until retirement my state pension will not be very different from someone who's never bothered to work at all. How is that fair or equitable? Where are the ethics in that? Uh, That's from Andrew and this is uh, the non-contributory versus the contributory pension. Um, you're right, it can sometimes make little or no uh, difference. Another one says, to make a success of old age, it's good to start young. Um, Carol Brick, Managed Director of, of Her Money. Um, Carol, what do you think? Good morning, Pat. How are you? Um, look, as a financial advisor, I strongly believe that there's no doubt about it. The earlier you, you save for retirement or the earlier you start saving money, the the more advantage you can take of the free money available from, in this case, your employer and the state and also the benefits of compounding. But as regards 16, I will say that you would have a very hard job convincing your average 16-year-old to join it. Because as has been mentioned already, and I I must say I'm siding with Alex on this one, um, the minimum wage, €7.91 per hour. Again, there's a serious financial or uh, lack of financial literacy. No, this committee, by the way, uh, Carol, um, they're suggesting auto enrolment. It's not a question of choice. It's a question of auto enrolment. In other words, they take it from you whether yes. you want it or not. Well, I suppose what I should have said there, Pat, is convincing them to stay in it. Obviously, you can you can opt out after six months. But, you know, can I see many 16 year olds opting to stay in? I don't think so. You know, um, I suppose, firstly, they're not going to see the proceeds uh, proceeds of the scheme for 50 years because the drawdown of the scheme coincides with the draw with the state pension age. So for most of these, it'll be minimum 50 years. And I suppose, you know, if we just even take it age 18 to 23, this cohort are the hardest hit by, you know, the increasing cost of living. A lot of them have rental costs, etc. But I suppose, you know, on a positive note, at the other side, if they stick with it and they receive their annual benefit statement, having been in it for a year or two, and they see the nice little nest egg that they're building up, maybe they might continue okay. to stay so, in. Uh, but, you know. Given what, what uh, you do and how you advise and so on, yes. uh, I don't know whether you'd have this figure off the top of your head, Carol, but if um, you managed in your first job at 16 to contribute 500 euro or if I I can make it simpler for you let's suppose you're really you're a good saver like Bertie and you uh, manage to save a thousand euro in your pension in that first year 
50 years later, how much would that be worth? You'd probably be uh, talking close to 800 to a million euro, depending on the funds you're invested in, Pat, to be honest with you, which is fantastic. No, but I mean, just that 1,000, not 1,000 every year, just 1,000, what would it be worth in 50 years? Um, probably, I suppose you'd be talking about 30, 40 K a year, really, when you include the state pension, Pat, which is well and good. But, you know, I have 26 year olds sitting in front of me here who are starting their paid jobs and they're on much, much more than the minimum wage. And it's a very hard job to convince them to, to start a pension, never mind 16, you know. And again, I'd agree there with Alex that there is a serious lack of financial literacy yeah. and it should be. I, I mean, the, the, the calculation, if someone out there can do it for me, a thousand euro, you'd multiply it by uh, 1.05 to the power of 50. Okay, so I'd need logarithms to do that one. Uh, but 1.05, that's saying a, a return of 5%. And sometimes you get more, sometimes you get less. Anyone, any idea how much that would be worth? That single 1,000 contribution today in 50 years, never mind next year's contribution or the year after, what would that be worth? Yes, Pat. Unfortunately, I'm doing this interview from my car, so I don't have my access to my calculator. <laughs> no, I can hear clicking. You know Someone's what? calculating. I'll, I'll text you in afterwards when I when I get back to my office, Pat. But yeah. um, again, I do think, to be honest with you, 16 is too young. Um, you know, again, minimum wage. They're on the minimum wage. They're doing little hours. And look, most of them are taking up employment. Why? To fund extracurricular activities or pay for basic, you know, college needs. So, you know, are they going to welcome that deduction? I don't care if it's just 1%. Yeah. They're not. Um, so, you know, whilst I'm an advocate of the earlier you start, the better. I think, you know what, leave it at 23. And, yeah. you know, they're still going to have more than 40 years of funding. Yeah. And, you know, with the right yeah. education in, um, brought in with it as well, where they understand the benefits it will get them at the end of the day, then I think we could have real success here. Yeah. As some of the text coming in, instead of some of the rubbish that is being proposed to be taught in schools, why not instead teach them life skills like the importance of a pension, how to budget their money? That would be a lot more useful, says Maria. Another one, uh, keep in mind the relative cost of money. How will a 16-year-old kid save for a deposit for rent for education, for travel, what will they have to sacrifice to pay for this uh, future pension? I think all of us are probably in agreement that the the saving habit is a good one to start. The question is, you know, do you do it forcibly, having this auto enrolment at sixteen, or do you encourage uh, younger people, you know, to save? And um, you know that rainy day. Uh, okay. I've just been given the figure: uh, a thousand euro growing at five percent, compounded over forty years. That 1,000 would be 30,000. That's a bit on the low side, I would have thought. But anyway, that's what... I think what the, that's the, quite low, Pat, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm definitely... I will come back to you in, in the next couple of minutes with the, with, the, with the correct answer to that. All right. So final words from you, Alex. Well, final words is I would prefer to be able to choose what I want to save for. I definitely wouldn't be saving for a pension at 16. 16 year olds should be thinking about saving the maybe 70 quid they earn a week on the one day of work that they do to use it for either savings for a car or for their weekly spends. Colette? Yep. I mean, we wouldn't be in favour of auto enrolment at all because we think it leaves people with too little money on the day to day expenses um, and it's unnecessary in terms of pension provision. And Carol? 
I agree as well with Alex. I think leave it at 23 if they get the, you know, the, the 750,000 workers without a private pension right now, if they get the 750,000 in, which are aged between, you know, 23 and 60, well, that's a v- job very well done and I would leave it below that, Pat. All right. Well, look, thank you, uh, one and all. Colette Bennett, Economic and Social Analyst with Social Justice Ireland. Alex Rowley, a first-year college student and Carol Brick, uh, Managing Director of hermoney.ie. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.